Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the RCMP and police action generally have been in the news a great deal. Are police behaving the way they should? Are, is there systemic racism within police forces in Canada and the United States and beyond? And let's focus on our national police for a moment. Who holds the RCMP accountable? It's a very interesting story uh, in Global News. On Global News earlier in the week, uh, the headline was complaints about RCMP con- conduct are mounting, but who holds them accountable? And it's by Beatrice Britneff. And Ms. Britneff writes, calls for RCMP reform and improved oversight of the National Police Force have grown louder in recent weeks following several violent and fatal incidents involving Indigenous people. But calls to fix the RCMP and bolster independent oversight of its members are nothing new. Experts and critics have long been calling attention to problems with how the force is held accountable for its actions, but contend the federal government and the RCMP have been slow to respond to those concerns. We're joined on the program by Professor Kent Roach. He's a professor of law and Pritchard Wilson, Chair of Law and Public Policy at the University of Toronto, and uh, Professor Roach is quoted in the Global News story. Professor Roach, thank you very much for the time. And does the RCMP, let me start with this, does the RCMP require conduct overhaul, and in addition to that, different oversight of its actions and those of its members? Yes, I, I, I think so, Roy. I mean, the RCMP has had quite a troubled history uh, over the last, you know, five years. I think in some ways it lags behind uh, the accountability structures that are available in many other places, not to say that they are perfect. I mean, one example of that is that the RCMP complaints agency um, really has to rely upon the commissioner to even make their reports about a complaint public. And the law simply says that the commissioner should review them as soon as is feasible. And there's been reports that there's a number of uh, investigations conducted by the RCMP complaints body, including uh, one complaint from Colton Bushy's family, the Cree man who uh, was, uh, was killed in 2016 in Saskatchewan, and that basically it's just sitting on the commissioner's desk. So I think that, you know, we need to beef up uh, that complaints um, commission. So so who actually participates on this complaints commission? Is it entirely civilian or does it have police uh, representation as well or, or retired police representation? No, the the complaints commission um, has two as a chair and a vice chair, and an eleven million dollar budget, which is really not that much. And they basically review how the RCMP handles complaints against them them th- themselves. Th- right now, there's a bill before Parliament that will also have them do the same for the Canadian Border Service Agency, but really doesn't give them any more powers. And so that's something I think our parliamentarians could do now in terms of amending this bill that is is presently before Parliament. Professor Roach, uh, the RCMP is uh, under pressure for treatment of Indigenous people. And just days ago in uh, New Brunswick, First Nations member Rodney Levi was, was shot and killed on uh, June the 12th. 
and the investigation of the shooting has been handed off to Quebec police, as I understand it. So are there different jurisdictions uh, that behave differently or enact different supervision or investigation of RCMP behavior, depending on what jurisdiction the, the action has taken place in? Exactly. So, so there's really a patchwork. And, and of course, this reflects the fact that the RCMP does contract policing in eight provinces, including New Brunswick. And because New Brunswick doesn't have anything like Ontario's SIU, they've handed it over to uh, Quebec uh, investigators. They're, they're not the police. They, they're, they're like our SIU. They may include former police uh, people, but they are independent. But of course, the handover uh, raises some real questions. It's not ideal to have someone from out of province who doesn't know the community doing the investigation. There's the sheer issue that, you know, in investigations, uh, hours matter, and we don't know how delays in in both of the cases, because the Quebec uh, Bureau has been brought in to investigate uh, both of the cases. Now, I think it's very important for us to have credible investigations, but I also think that we we have a right as citizens to not only demand that, that the police uh, uh, not violate the criminal law, because that's essentially what the Quebec Bureau is going to look at, is whether charges like manslaughter or perhaps even murder are are or are not warranted. But I think we also need to look at, at governance. So, you know, what is the RCMP's policy on use of force, um, especially dealing with people, as appears to have been the case in the two New Brunswick cases, people who are in mental distress? Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I think all of us as citizens should be able to go on a website and see what those policies are but you can't. Now, the Minister of Public Safety, Bill Blair, of course, who used to be the Toronto Police Chief, actually has powers to direct the RCMP about its use of force. Uh, But we haven't seen a lot of those ministerial directives, and those ministerial directives should be easily accessible to the public, but they're not. So, So right now, if if you want to know who governs the RCMP, it's Bill Blair because he's the Minister of Public Safety. But one of the problems is that the police claim that they have independence over their operating procedures. And, you know, as an academic, I'm familiar with overclaiming independence. If my dean wants me to do teach a course that I don't want to teach, uh, I might mutter, you know, well, I have academic independence. Uh, but, you know, it seems to me that we also need the RCMP Act amended to say that police independence is important, but it's limited. So basically, we don't want Bill Blair telling the RCMP who to investigate and who to charge. No, that's frightening. But if Bill Blair wants to take responsibility for a de-escalation policy, for a use of force policy, for telling the RCMP perhaps that when they go on a health check, uh, uh, as, 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 as was the case in New Brunswick, maybe they should make efforts to bring a mental health professional with them. I yeah. think that that is something that that any government that that Bill Blair or, or a police service 
board here in Ontario would could legitimately uh, direct the police to do. I think policing has to change, and you know the problem is is that it, this change is probably not going to come from within the police. It really has to come through democracy, and the only sort of you know d- democratic hooks we have on the police are through police service boards, which don't exist for the RCMP, or through the Minister of Public Safety, who really calls is ultimately calls the shots. Yeah. And and you can have a Minister of Public Safety can be changed at the whim of the Prime Minister or changed at the direction of the electorate in, uh, in, during an election. So right. you may have stewardship at the top that changes, and when the stewardship changes, then maybe the, the rules, if they don't change, they, they may very well be perceived to have changed, and it's all about transparency, and people in the country have the right to know what uh, what the National Police Force is doing and and have oversight. And it's also to the benefit of the police officers individually, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. No, I mean, you know, that... Uh, you know, I, I, you know, um, I don't imagine many police officers are very happy about, you know, the current situation. And certainly there's been a lot of concerns voiced in the RCMP. It happened in the sexual harassment scandal and all that, that people are very unhappy. So I do think that we need to have a, a more democratic structure. And if the RCMP is to continue to do contract policing, we also have to think about police boards within the provinces and the territories, because policing in Saskatchewan is very different from policing in Nunavut and very different from policing in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing the RCMP has to do is, uh, you know, a number of cities like Surrey and British Columbia and now perhaps even the whole province of Alberta are thinking about going on their own when it comes to policing. And, and, and that maybe isn't necessarily a bad idea because, I mean, I do think that policing policy as opposed to individual decisions to arrest or investigate people, I think that we have to determine this as a democracy. Okay. And um, I, I, I really don't see what the alternative is. Professor Roach, good talking to you. Thank you very much for the time. Have a good day. You very much. Welcome. Bye-bye. All the best. Professor Kent Roach, Professor of Law and the Pritchard Wilson Chair of Law and Public Policy at the University of Toronto. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.